0: Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our light-hearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and this week we are tackling Super Bowl 55, the teams, the players, and the rest of the nonsense that surrounds the biggest sporting event of the year. To take on all of that, I am joined tonight by three of the best ever. Tommy Burke is here. Hey, Gerbs. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. Phil Denko is here. Hey, Gervs. Glad to be here. And Chuck Rombaldo is here as well. Yo. Tommy, since you missed last week, let's start with you, man. GameStop, Reddit, hedge funds, stock market. What the fuck, man?
1: Well, Gerber, that's an excellent question. I think you phrased that very well. You know, it's just cra- It's a crazy time. People are making money off some crazy shit. And uh, I think it's, you know, screwing the hedge funds, which uh, is probably fine to a lot of people because they've been screwing people for a long time. And now they're getting some of their own medicine.
0: Well, I'm not sure if I think it's a good thing because. I don't really think that GameStop has made any changes in its business model that would suddenly make its stock worth (laughs) 1,300 times more than it was a month and a half ago. I guess we'll wait and see if investing is ruined by the internet the way so many other things have been. But why don't we... Jump into segment one, which we're going to call tonight is between the lines. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen on the field during Super Bowl 55 between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So far, a lot of the focus and the coverage that we have seen has been talking about the matchup with Brady and Mahomes and the offenses. But I'd like to go the other way and talk a little defense tonight. So, Chuck, should Kansas City's defense be getting more attention than it does?
2: I think so. I mean, we've all had a chance to watch him over the past few weeks and, and see as that defense keeps getting better and better, you know, to see them play the Browns and then the next week play the Buffalo Bills and have two completely different schemes. Uh, We're against Buffalo. I liked that chief defense best. Uh, super aggressive, blitzing on every play, and they they are highly underrated. Great D-line, unbelievably great secondary, where those guys aren't afraid to come up and hit. There's no Sandejos on that team, but still, uh, I, I'd be fearful of that defense. <laughs>
0: Do you think that's a plus or minus for the defense? <laughs> Take a guess. Ah... <sighs>
2: I'll say it's a plus, I guess.
0: Phil, do you think that Kansas City's secondary is better suited to challenge the Buccaneers than, I don't know, Green Bay's secondary? I suppose.
3: I mean, I think even just with Tyron Matthew back there, I think that adds another dimension to their secondary because he's such such an aggressive, hard-hitting safety that's flying around the field. And I don't know that Green Bay... Has anyone like that in their secondary? It didn't seem like it, that's for sure. So I think that gives the edge of Kansas City and uh, how that matches up with Tampa Bay, uh, we'll see. Evans is a big receiver. That's going to be a hard... Hard cover no matter what. I, I like KC's secondary. I think their defense is, it's a, not a no name defense, but at the same time, they're just, they're all playing as a unit these last few weeks. And I, I think they stand a pretty good chance of, against Tampa Bay.
0: Tom, what do you think the most important thing Kansas City's defense has to do in order to win the game on Sunday?
1: Take away the run. Don't let Fournette start racking up any kind of yards, force Brady to throw. I mean, Brady can still eat you up, but. I think that uh, for the most part, take away the run and force turnovers. Brady threw three interceptions in the last game, so I don't necessarily expect that to happen again, especially on three straight drives like he did in the last game, which he's never done in his career. Take away the run and make him one dimensional, make him throw, and then hope that he, you know, if you can maybe get him to turn the ball over.
0: I agree with you hundred percent, but I also think that's exactly what Green Bay did last week. They didn't run the ball really well. And Brady threw three interceptions. And somehow Green Bay still found a way to lose. I don't have an answer that's any different than yours. I think that's great. Yeah, take away the run. You've got a good enough secondary to deal with those receivers. You should be fine. But it didn't work for Green Bay. And and I don't know if it works any better for Kansas City.
3: Don't you think Kansas City... Probably takes advantage of three turnovers a little bit better than Green Bay did, though. You, you know they're probably going to yes. put points on the board. So that, that is a really even... <laughs> smart thing to
0: say. You you are you are I'm, winning. That right
3: for I'm that? winning the pod. So the uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think that's probably the difference here. And if they do turn Brady over, you're going to see points put
0: up after that. So Chucky, what do the Buccaneers on defense need to try to take away from Kansas City's offense? Oh, my God.
2: I would think the easiest thing would be to take away their run game. And I don't think you can slow, the Chiefs' passing game all that well. that They're so deep. And it's not like they're a great running team, but even if you eliminate their run game, I still think you get scored on even more because of the aerial attack that the Chiefs have. That's the easiest thing to take away in a perfect world. I I would say, hey, let's let's take away the passing game. Keep Mahomes somehow in the pocket, not rolling out of it. But we've seen enough of this team this year. It's like, it's so hard. They can beat you in so many different ways. The easiest thing would be to do is is take away the run game and and, I guess lose by
0: Mahomes' arm. Right. The way I see it is there's basically three parts it's the run game it's kelsey and it's speed at wide receiver with guys like hill and of course mahomes plays into the fact that he can get the ball to any of those guys whenever he wants to is there a way for the buccaneers to take away either kelsey or the wide receivers in order to have a shot in this game
3: i don't know that there is i'm listening to you guys answer these questions and the the thing that keeps popping in my head is how is this only a three-point line (laughs) i don't i don't understand that still i don't know that they can uh take away kelsey and the wide receivers. So do you take an approach like our Cleveland Browns did where you're playing kind of, all right, we're going to keep things in front of us. We know they're going to they march down the field and then maybe luck shines on you and Patrick Mahomes has a concussion in early third quarter. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know how they would do that. I, Kelsey's a huge mismatch. I, that could, could
0: be the difference in the game right there. So Tom, hop into the time machine with me. And let's go back because doesn't this sound an awful lot like the same conversations we were all having many, many years ago when we were much younger? And the Patriots were in the Super Bowl for the first time against the Rams. Could mm-hmm. anybody before that game think about stopping that Rams <laughs> offense with Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and Isaac Holt? And I don't even remember the name of the other receivers they had, but I mean, <laughs> Ricky Prohl might have been on that team. <laughs> 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 How is this game different from that one? Yeah, let's see.
1: That was the greatest show on turf. That was a fun team to watch, of course. You had Belichick scheming in that game, and uh, that could be the big difference. I'm not trying to knock Arians, but, you know, it is Bill Belichick. I think with Kelsey, your best bet is maybe, I don't know how fast David is, the the, the linebacker, but he's a stud linebacker. I think if you can figure and out a way to start, or His first name last name? That's his last name.
0: Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> I can't remember his freaking, yeah, I think his first name is David, too. Um, <laughs> Allen? We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll just say it's Billy. Uh, it's Bill David. <laughs> he's a very good linebacker he he was injured actually a little bit in the last game but I think he's going to be okay I think you have to try to hit Kelsey at the line and just get him off of his route if you can obviously if it were that simple other teams would be doing that I think that Tampa could try to scheme to at least try to take him away trying to limit the run like Chuck said they didn't run for that many yards in the last game they didn't really have that much of a running game so if you can kind of get Kelsey out of his routes and then you know you're not going to stay with their receivers the whole game but you got to at least try to take away something in this case I I think it would have to be Kelsey. How it would be different from the pitch. And, you know, Belichick schemed it in a way that it worked. They bought in and they were able to somehow figure it out against the Rams. It's just a matter of whether Arians and his group can come up with something similar.
0: So, Chucky, uh, as Phil alluded to a little bit earlier, Uh, The line for this game opened up at minus three, and we talked about it last week, and we all expected it to move this week, and it moved all the way to Chiefs minus three and a half as of today. Yeah. So, Are you surprised that there hasn't been more movement, and do you expect it to change before kickoff?
2: I'm shocked there hasn't been more movement just for even casual bettors to see that Chiefs team and go, man, this should be an easy W for them, and you would see early money there. But I've seen really nothing. Uh, The only massive bet I've seen somebody plunked down like two million on the Buccaneers, you know, like that, that's not moving anything. So I think as it gets closer, yeah, you know, like it's a weird week. It's weird not having football and and people are talking about the Super Bowl, but you know, it's kind of Monday when this really starts, when you start seeing all the interviews and all the the historical pieces and the look backs at this season. And I think that's when you might see it, but if it hasn't moved much now, I can't see it moving more than another point. Maybe I think the Chiefs minus five, but it shocks me that that line is
0: so low is anybody thinking about taking the Buccaneers Phil
2: no I'm not
0: these two teams
3: faced each other in the regular season and I think it was a three-point win by Kansas City if I'm not mistaken but what does that mean right uh get the stat department on it we'll figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> that seems easy that seems easy no I, I don't know I agree with Chuck I'm kind of shocked it's still at three three and a half I'm not taking the Bucks and the points right now
1: what about you Tommy I'll be the one from the pod to go ahead and do it. Nice. Cause, cause I'm, I'm not putting any actual money on it. Um, <laughs> but I will anyways, you know, both of you guys, you and uh, Phil, that was, uh, you know, doubted me on Tampa having a chance in the last one. And I said that they had a chance and you guys both said I was an idiot. Actually, I don't think that was your exact words, but you insinuated it. (laughs)
0: That's what we were thinking, Um, for sure.
1: You know, I just, I think Tampa has a better team than everybody realizes. He's obviously, uh, Brady's obviously got a lot of weapons. Antonio Brown should be back. Not that he's been the same guy that he was in Pittsburgh, but gives him another weapon. Their defense is going to get Antoine Winfield Jr. back. He was out in the last game. I think this team's got a lot of talent. I think they really have a chance to actually make this a game. Sounded crazy against Green Bay, and it obviously sounds crazier now against Kansas City team, but I think it's actually going to be a pretty good super bowl
0: so tom what's your prediction for the final score
1: three and a half to nothing
0: <laughs> <laughs> so wait you're gonna lose
1: that bet <laughs> it's gonna be a push <laughs> a real one uh, please yeah but that was uh, that
0: was hilarious yeah.
1: i'm gonna say uh 30 27 in favor of casey so the bucks cover a, how about you i, I win my bet
0: i'll
2: go with 32 17 chiefs i don't think it's going to be a super high scoring game because everybody thinks it's going to be so i'll go the other way on that and sometimes uh, it happens that way but yeah 32 uh, 17 chiefs cover
0: chiefs and the under for chuck because over under is 56 and a half how about you phil 31 23 casey all right. I'm going 38-30 KC, but I think it's going to be one of those games that never quite feels that close. I think the Bucks defense is good <laughs> against the run, but actually all season long was in the lower half of the league against the pass. They might be able to get some pressure on Mahomes the way they did on Rodgers, but I just think Mahomes has answers for those sorts of things. And I think Reed and the enemy are absolutely at the top of their game right now. The way they call plays, and we've seen it two weeks in a row with that Chiefs offense, It's just unreal. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm giving the points. And uh, I think they're going to be comfortably in the lead for most of this game. So, fellas, thank you for taking the time to go between the lines for our first segment. Why don't we take our first break and then we'll hit the storylines for the Super Bowl next. Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by this proud sponsor. Another football season is coming to a close. After the big game confetti flies, some of you may find yourself getting up from your man cave couch, walking into your kitchen or living room, and finding a woman that looks oddly familiar to you, and some vaguely familiar smallish people that may resemble you. You may even recall regular interaction with these people sometime before September of the previous year. Don't be alarmed. It's probably the family you waved goodbye to at the start of the football season. But now what? You don't need to panic. You do need Who Are You, the Family Connection app. Think of us like eHarmony, but for your family. Just download the app on everyone's phone and have your spouse and kids create profiles. In no time, you will be able to scroll through the Who Are You feed and find out all the things your family has been up to for the past six months. Kids sports, school plays, furniture purchases. Disputes with in-laws, long-winded explanations of dreams they had, descriptions of upcoming meals, and ideas for bathroom remodels will all be at your fingertips. Upgrade now and you can even learn about five times your spouse resented doing chores while you watched games. And get a preview of the top five topics she wants to talk with you about now that the season is over. But wait, there's more. As an added bonus, download the Who Are You app in the next 30 minutes and receive your free countdown to kickoff clock so you will know exactly how much longer you need to wait before the start of the next season. The Who Are You? Family Connection app. Let us keep tabs on those people who live in your house between football seasons so you don't have to. Welcome back. We'll move on to segment two and storylines. And I think we're already starting to hear, but we certainly will more in the next week or so. A lot of different things that are going to be over-discussed and over-analyzed in the media for this game. So I wanted to hit a couple of those with you guys. Scale of one to ten. One being Jake from State Farm commercials and ten being the tag team commercial that I'm pretty sure is an ad for ice cream. How played out are the following storylines? Everybody got the scale? Understand where we're going?
1: (laughs) So confused. Your your scales are always the best.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. Scale of one to ten. One is really played out, ten is not played out. Chucky, I'll start with you. Brady versus Mahomes. Old goat versus potential, maybe could be possibly young goat played out or not?
2: I'm going to say four as of today. One by Wednesday, uh, I think, you know, like I think that they'll hit that hot and heavy, uh, and then keep it going. That Brady's the greatest of all time, and he's the heir apparent in Patrick Mahomes. And by Wednesday, I'll be very upset with it. So yeah,
0: four to one. I did hear somebody compare this to getting the opportunity to see LeBron play against Jordan in a championship series because there's so much gap in time between. The two guys, uh, Chucky. Who do you think is going to have the better game, Brady or Mahomes? Mahomes, still? Uh, Mahomes. Tom. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I'm going to go with Mahomes.
0: Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to we give that down.
1: answer a two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to use your scale, and I didn't have a chance.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel, it's I feel coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Phil, scale of 1 to 10. Tom Brady likes Bruce Arians more than he likes Bill Belichick. Tag Wait. team
3: back again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give that a a, a 9.5 out of 10. I'm pretty sure Brady likes Bruce Arians better than he likes Bill Belichick.
0: Well, but are you going to be sick of hearing about it by the end of the week? Oh, yeah. Then we're going to scale back a bit. Probably put that at
3: a, probably about a 5 today, and by Wednesday it'll be a 2. <laughs> where we're just so sick of hearing that because they're you know buddy buddy and they're the greatest of friends at the in the twilight of their career. So yeah, two. Kind of sliding toward the state farm, played out.
0: My rough math right now is that there are eight degrees from colleges or post college in this room right now, and we're really struggling with understanding the one to ten <laughs> scale and <laughs> when to apply it. Yeah, I'm gonna blame doesn't you, doesn't say that. much for gonna, the gonna, University <laughs> of Dayton, John Carroll, or Miami University a for think. a lot of years. <laughs> I, I can't trust your scale,
3: man. You flip it between people, I don't know what's going on. I, I keep thinking tag teams not played out. Okay, that's a 10. I have no my <laughs> <laughs> tag not played out. That's it's not played it out. You're correct. Like.
0: <laughs> Tom, scale of 1 to 10. 1 being really played out like the Jake from State Farm commercials. Thank 10 you. not played out at all, the tag team ice cream commercial. Sure. Did you know that Tampa is playing this game at home this week? You know, I heard that
1: rumor <laughs> 5,000 times. I'm going to say it's already played out. It's a negative 2. Actually, no, because if Jake from State Farm, that commercial is so good played out i hate that commercial so uh i'll make it a one because it's at least not as played out as that commercial
0: okay do you think it has any impact on the game whatsoever that tampa bay is playing at home
1: no not absolutely not oh, I mean, how many fans can they have I, I don't, it doesn't I'm,
3: matter it doesn't matter they're not selling to tampa bay fans it's
1: just that's true super bowl tickets tampa fans suck so wow <laughs> well at least the race fans do wow
0: okay Phil, do you think the fact that the travel arrangements are different this year and Kansas City's not getting down there until the Friday before the game, is that going to have anything to do with the outcome? No, I don't
3: think so. These guys are used to the the travel schedule. Um, You know, I wonder in the past if teams actually didn't like the fact that they were there for a whole week. You know, now this is almost what they're used to during the regular season. This is how they do it. They travel on a Friday. They they play on a Sunday, It's their normal schedule, their norm, normal rhythm. so I, I don't think that's gonna play any role
0: at all. Chuck, scale of <laughs> 1 to 10 that we've been using for several minutes now, should I stop using scales like this in the podcast? Uh, I'm gonna
2: say 10. I don't think they're played out at all. They're confusing as shit for most of us, but they're not played out.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, why don't we look ahead to some stories that may already be impacting next year's Super Bowl? And the biggest one, obviously, from this weekend was Matt Stafford getting traded to the L.A. Rams. The Detroit Lions got Jared Goff and his unusually large contract. Uh, 2021 third round pick, a 2022 first round pick and a 2023 first round pick. The Rams got Matt Stafford. And it's going to sound weird to say this, but he's only 32 years old. The Rams are also, when this is all said and done, going to go seven straight years without a first round pick. Tom. Why is this a good move for the Rams?
1: It's not. I thought it was a terrible trade, actually. But if I have to answer and say it's good, uh, say that they're looking to win right now and Matthew Stafford can be very good. Fortunately, nobody can be good in Detroit. So, you know, that wasn't really his fault. You know, he's a very good quarterback. He's definitely shown signs of greatness but again it's just been unfortunate that he's having to play on teams you know run by guys like matt patricia and uh, crappy coaches like that
0: why was it a bad move you think for the rams
1: i just think they gave up way too much for a 32 year old quarterback and i didn't think jared goff was that bad for them that it was something where it was you know ship him off and matthew stafford makes that big of a difference the rams have had some pretty nice weapons over the years and i thought jared goff ran the offense You know, just fine. I don't know that Matthew Stafford, you know, takes them that much higher to where you would give away, you know, those two first round picks, a third round pick and you ship your quarterback off that's there, knows the system and has been there for four years. Either way, he's been in the system. He's learned the system and you know, you've done pretty well. I mean, the Rams have had some pretty good seasons obviously they would they expect to be in the Super Bowl, but I just didn't understand the move at all. It didn't make a lot of sense to me.
3: Phil, what about you? I thought the move was fine. I think it, it shows the, the Rams. Though. Yeah, i, I <laughs> I'm trying to disagree with you at every turn here, Burke. This is, this is what I've been instructed to do. I like I'll the honest, tension. I I'll, like I'll it. To be honest, it's not that hard. <laughs> no, 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 I actually do disagree with you this time. I think this is a move that the Rams, they have one of the best defenses in the league, and they look around and think, okay, McVay was not happy with golf during this season he was happy to put the backup in even when golf was ready, ready to game. play yeah, yeah. Right. when golf was ready to play i think they get a a better quarterback golf could still improve to get to that level but right now today stafford's a better quarterback you put him on the offense you're going to start putting points on the board and our defense is just going to do what it's been doing and be one of the better defenses in the, in the league. And their window is, is now. So that's what that trade was all about. They've been pretty good for a while and they haven't had a first round pick in seven years. So I don't know that they really value. Draft picks that much, and that's okay. They're getting stud players.
0: It's not that they haven't had a pick in seven years. It's by the time this trade is done, they'll have gone seven years. So I guess at this point, it's five. The point is valid that for whatever reason, the Rams don't care about having first-round picks, or they're they're willing to give them up for maybe a more known commodity like Stafford.
3: Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff, no doubt. Five years from now, maybe that's not the case, but. Matthew Stafford's a a pro Bowl caliber quarterback.
0: So, Chucky, your turn to jump in the time machine with me. 2017, Cleveland Browns make a trade for Brock Osweiler. They give up a 2017 fourth-round pick. They get Osweiler and his unusually large contract, a 2017 second-round pick, and a 2018 fourth-round pick. And from the minute they made the trade, They made it obvious that it was all about getting the picks. Is this the same type of move for Detroit?
2: I don't think so. I don't think they're the only team who inquired about Matthew Stafford. Obviously, they just gave the best package. I agree with Phil that that Stafford's a much better quarterback than Jared Goff, and and we all can probably agree that Sean McVay is uh, an unbelievably great coach and he knew he probably took Jared Goff as far as possible or take that team as far as possible. I'm getting off subject, and I apologize because I had a point to make about your last question, but I think the Rams had to make that trade for different reasons other than winning. They're in a super competitive market with the Dodgers and the Lakers, and they're in a brand-new stadium, and they need to go out there and say, yo, Los Angeles, we are making this push to win and win right now so they can get a piece of those headlines out there. I think Jared Goff does all right in Detroit. I still think he's an okay quarterback, but none of us thought Osweiler would ever play a game probably for the Browns or any, if he did, it would be as a backup or here and there. But with Jared Goff, this dude's coming to start there or until they draft another heir apparent maybe. But I think it's so different from what the Browns did because you have a legitimate NFL quarterback in Jared Goff. Not a great one, but far better than Brock Osweiler.
0: Fair enough. I agree with that. I don't think the Lions are thrilled about getting Jared Goff at the price they're getting it because it's like a $46 million guarantee over the next two years or something like His cap hit is gigantic. Well, maybe he'll play out okay Maybe he'll be all right. But in the end, what we really want is to load up on picks and we've got a ton of cap space. We might as well just waste it on this guy while we build for the next two or three years. I just don't see that they're thinking of Goff as really the future quarterback of the franchise, but certainly not nearly the turd that Brock Osweiler was when he came to the Browns. (laughs) Sure. Phil, next storyline: Texans GM Nick Casario has come out this week and said he's not interested in trading Deshaun Watson. Does the Stafford deal change that at all? Probably. I, I in think, what way?
3: I think uh, <laughs> I think Nick's going to say the right thing, and he did. I got to think that now they're looking at it like, all right, we could probably end up with a starting quarterback. In this trade and first round picks for the next decade, <laughs> you know. Yeah. To, you know. All kidding aside, I think that sets a bar that they're going to really get a haul for Deshaun Watson. And I don't know who would be interested in trading Deshaun Watson. No one wants to trade him, but if he's not going to play for you, you're now looking at getting a quarterback and several first-round picks over the next handful of years. That's got to be pretty good for a new GM coming in to put his fingerprint on on the franchise.
0: Tom, how many first-rounders do you think they could get for Deshaun Watson? I'd say at least three. Also, for the record, I thought Osweiler was the answer, and we just never really gave him a <laughs> chance. <laughs>
1: I would say at least three. I mean, if Stafford's getting two first rounders right. and Deshaun Watson third. obviously is in a third rounder, Watson obviously is much younger, very talented. He's going to demand a big price tag. I think they get at least three and maybe more, but at least three, maybe some second rounders thrown in there. Something like that, and like Phil said, you know, maybe depending on who you know they're dealing with, they could get a quarterback in, in exchange as well. So the Stafford deal definitely raised the bar because you got Deshaun Watson, who's just a great athlete and very young still, much younger than the 32-year-old Stafford, who's still very good, but he's got a lot more miles on him than uh, sure. Deshaun Watson.
0: If the Texans decide to try to keep Deshaun Watson, Chuck, at what point does it become the best move for Nick Casario to call Mike in to have him smooth things over with Watson?
2: (laughs) I assume they're in contact right now about this. (laughs) Excellent. And it has him on standby. Uh, We all know Mike pretty well, and he can be very charismatic. So maybe he's just the man for the job to convince uh, Deshaun Watson to stay. uh, I think he he is. I yeah, think he is. I yeah. think
0: he he takes them down there. They play some golf. They go out clubbing. Nobody loves dancing more than Mike. Maybe Deshaun <laughs> lo- loves it too. Man, they're going to have a great time. Mike convinced me to stay as the quarterback for the Texans. I'm sure he can do the same for Watson. All right, fellas. That's it for segment two. We are going to take our last break, move into segment three. Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by The Don't Be a Dick Rules for Dating. Dating has always been tough, but the Me Too movement has some guys even more confused than usual. If you are one of these guys, pick up a copy of the soon-to-be bestseller, Don't Be a Dick Rules for Dating. This easy read is chock full of valuable and important tips to help you in any modern dating situation. Some of the lessons are so easy to understand you might not even need the whole book. Chapter 1 is titled, Don't ever send unsolicited pictures of your junk. This may seem like common sense, but apparently it's not. For instance, social media is a great place to interact with women and make new acquaintances, but don't send any of your new connections an unsolicited picture of your junk. In another example, you might get a woman's cell number in a social or professional setting. If you do, know this. Texting that woman an unsolicited picture of your junk is a truly terrible idea. You may also wonder where email fits in this complicated modern web of communication. Guess what? The rules are the same. Don't email an unsolicited picture of your junk. In fact, when in doubt, err on the safe side. Don't send unsolicited pictures of your junk ever to anyone. It's just that simple. Modern dating has its unique twists and turns, but there are a lot of great ways to be respectful, fun, and cool out there. Unsolicited pictures of your junk will never be one of the ways. If you have any doubt, please pick up a copy of the Don't Be a Dick Rules for Dating. You will appreciate it, and so will everyone you meet. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to hit segment three, which is going to be our gambling lines. Phil, before we get quite to that, I wanted to know what you thought of the line for the Pro Bowl today. What was the line for the Pro Bowl today? It was a virtual. What was it? Well, let me ask you this. Was this the best Pro Bowl ever? This was the best Pro
3: Bowl that I also didn't tune in for ever. (laughs) They had like a virtual something,
0: right? It was like a really extended episode of like Sunday Morning Countdown. Yeah, it was Randy Mawson. Mawson. I thought Uh, they were going to play it on
1: Madden. I swore I read it online that they were going to do it through
2: Madden, and I never saw anything.
0: Anybody miss the Pro Bowl? No.
2: Not at all. No. I mean, maybe when they used to do some of those skill competitions that were somewhat interesting for three minutes the day before. That's about it.
0: Yeah. So, big part of every Super Bowl, of course, is the prop bets, you know, casinos opportunities to take suckers' money. But I don't want to be that sucker this year, so I've listed out a bunch of them, and I'd like to go through these with you guys. You tell me where you think I should put my money, okay? First one, how many times is the name Belichick mentioned? Over one time is minus 175. Under one time is plus 135. Tom, does it matter to you when they start counting, whether it's pregame or after kickoff?
1: It definitely matters to me. It's uh, very important to me. And I'm going to say over either way. No matter when they start, I'm saying over because Tom Brady's out there all night long, and they're obviously going to bring up his past Super Bowls, and and uh, Belichick's name will come up. So
0: even during the game, you think that they're they're going to mention Belichick more than once?
1: Well, yeah, because even the announcers know about the bet too. So I guess it comes down to what the, the announcers <laughs> want the bet to. Who, who they want to win. Oh,
0: no, insulting the integrity of uh, I don't even know who's calling it. Phil, what do you think? Over one time, under one time, over one time, Chucky, uh, over. Nobody thinks that they're going to be able to get through. This entire broadcast, or I don't even know if it starts pregame for the seven hours beforehand without mentioning Belichick more than once.
1: Well, especially with Romo on there, I mean, he's just if that's who it is because it's on CBS, right? Yeah,
0: I think it is. Yeah,
1: is it? So it's probably going to be Romo and Jim Nance. Which oh,
3: Nance is going to mention Belichick twice. Romo yeah, will then at mention at him
1: another four times. <laughs> <Yeah>. Romo <laughs> yeah, just like will just say stuff randomly uh, <laughs> out of nowhere. So Belichick will at least come up
0: once. All right, how about this one? Andy Reid will wear a mask minus one. Thirty-five face shield, plus 250. Chuck, apparently there was an even split on what he wore during the season. Think <sighs> this one should be closer.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think it should be closer. I, I think he's going to go with a shield. That's just my guess. He probably wants a lot of movement with that walrus mustache, uh, not being tied down by a mask. So plus 250 is a good number for a prop bet. Yeah, I might get in on that.
0: On the face shield, plus 250. Okay, Phil, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to go face shield. It's warm in Tampa.
3: So I, I think face shield, nothing right against his skin. Um, I wonder if even split through the season was was weather related. Interesting.
0: Tom, how about you? Going with the mask.
1: Uh, he's been going with the mask lately because there's definitely snacks inside the mask. <laughs> uh, you can't do that with the shield. So unless well, unless it's a really big snack. And it, it, he's definitely got some kind of like honey mustard pretzels or something in that mask.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure if maybe the humidity would be an issue down in Tampa. If that's going to like fog up the face shield. Maybe that doesn't make it as smart a play. All right. So we got two on face shield, one on mask. We'll see how that one goes. Gatorade dump color. There's actually... A bunch of different options for this, but I picked two. Blue is plus seven hundred. Clear is plus six hundred. Phil, my question for you is: What flavor is clear Gatorade? I think it's uh, the flavor of victory, gerbs.
3: Clear, <laughs> clear Gatorade. I have, I have no idea. Could that be water in those tubs? Well, and then <laughs> I think it's <laughs> the, water. Would the, yeah. would the bet pay out though,
0: because it's not water. It's clear Gatorade is what the bet is. What if it's just a, a Gatorade container of
3: water, which is clear?
1: Someone will smell whoever it's poured on and make sure that it's not water.
0: (laughs) I don't know how we're verifying this one. Anybody got any guesses on the color? The closest thing to clear
1: is Glacier Cherry or whatever. I know these things because I have to buy Gatorade a lot for my children.
0: All right. So what do you think, Tom? Blue or clear?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with clear, and I'm going to stick with the fact that it's water.
0: Okay.
2: (laughs) Chucky? I don't think it's either. I think it's uh, probably yellow. It seems to be the most consistent Gatorade flavor across all demos. I'm sure Tom's kids still like yellow as much as we liked yellow when we were their age and we like it now. So I'm going with yellow. I think clear and blue have zero chance.
0: The yellow is like yellow or lime or Mm lime eight or something like that. All of those are put together like plus 300 or something. So that definitely is a much better bet than clear or blue. Moving on to the color of brew. Arian's Kangol hat during the game. Uh, black is minus 125 red is plus 125 creamsicle plus 500 chuck how would you evaluate making a decision on this bet
2: probably watch a lot of old slick rick videos and see what Kanglo colors he <laughs> was working with back then that's about the only way those are the only two people walking the planet i know who are famous and wear Kanglo Samuel hats. L. <laughs> okay man red black what, or what, creamsicle what, chucky yeah that's that's what i'm trying to think what uh what would tampa play at home would they be in white because it, it's a home game for them are they wearing the red Jerseys. I think a I lot of know. times in the NFL they actually wear the color at home. Yeah. Of the white. I, don't know. I, I I'm gonna say he's going with the red. I'll take that bet, Phil. I think Tampa chose to wear their white jerseys for this game. I, I, I would have liked to have known that
3: I, uh, thirty-five <laughs> seconds ago, Phil. <laughs> this is how I'm making money. This is how I'm making money. I am prepared. No, I heard that on accident, and so I'm going to go with a white Kangle hat. White's not an option. Black, red, right. and creamsicle.
1: <laughs> exactly. He's going to take all the money for himself.
3: That's right. What is white? White isn't even on the prop bet. Come on.
0: No, it's oh, not. I didn't nice. listen. I didn't make this thing up. Then uh, uh, we're going to go. With, we're going go with red. He'll have a red one on. Tommy, how about you? I think
1: you did make this up. (laughs) I'm going to go with Chuck and actually uh, go with team color red.
0: Okay. Last one. Will a kicker hit an upright or a crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point? Yes is plus 325. No is minus 550. Tom, would you feel better about this bet if Cody Parkey were kicking in this game? <laughs>
1: Actually, I'd feel better if Tucker was kicking in yeah, this game. That, yeah. guy, that guy can hit posts like nobody else. Parkey, if I wanted one to miss wide left, sure, uh, whatever prop that, that would be. Yeah, again, I would feel better if Tucker was in this game. i definitely not go for anything hitting a
3: post in this game. Phil? I've seen a lot of kickers hit the post, it seems, in this postseason. So I'm going I'm to go with that it will happen. Uh, what was the bet on that? That was a plus something.
0: Plus 325. And the
3: other one was minus 550? Yeah. yeah, yikes. It's not Keep in mind bet. those
1: other games were in, like, Buffalo
2: and windy places.
3: At Tropical Storm in Tampa. Yeah. Hitting we're the, gonna hitting hit the
2: post. I'm going with hitting the
0: post. <laughs>
2: okay. Jackie, how about you? I will say hitting the post as well because it's the only way you can make money on that bet. So, right, exactly. I mean, right, yeah. that's... <laughs> This so for our, our,
0: our non-degenerate gambler listeners, um, <laughs> in order to win money on the no bet, you'd have to bet 550 bucks to win 100 which is a really dumb way to do it. Just a bad idea. Okay, so that's the last of the prop bets, and I'd like to know if you guys can identify which two of those bets I completely made up. <laughs>
2: uh the, might have been right on my one comment then. The, the Kanglo hat made yep. up.
0: That was made up,
2: and uh, the doinks it was made up.
0: Right on the Kangal hat, not on the doinks. Phil, how about oh, you? Really?
3: All right, so Kangal hat and hmm, I don't even remember what the other prop bets were anymore. G-
1: Gatorade <laughs> color, I'm saying. Gatorade oh, the
0: Gatorade color. Co- I thought I thought that was legit. Was you that can
2: always? That? Yeah, I thought you can always bet on that. Though. Yep,
0: it was the Reed mask or face shield one. Oh, one. oh, that'd be a good bet this year. Come <laughs> on. I also made up the part that he was split evenly during the games all season long. That that wasn't true.
1: Well, since it was a fake <laughs> you fake uh, so prepared.
0: That is the end of our Super Bowl preview coverage. Our last thing to hit is Tommy and his current weight loss. Where are we at, Tommy?
1: Uh we're down sixteen. Nice. Uh, all right. Good so, job, buddy. Nice. And they say with uh with this one you could lose like eighteen for the month. I'm at what, like three weeks. So I I think I'm gonna Crush that number, I hope. Yeah, so it's going well, doing plenty of push-ups along with you guys. Good deal. You think and, that's helping? Uh, yeah, absolutely. makes me do something physical along with doing the bike a little bit, and anything is more than what I was doing before.
2: Have you tried a bar feeling, class man? yet? I, oh, I, I have bar.
1: not. Uh, my The problem is right now with COVID, deliveries are taking a lot longer, and my ballet shoes haven't made it yet. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> I hope that gets worked out for you. Feeling good, though, buddy? I are am you... feeling good, feeling better. Good. Good Keep it up. we got another week of push-ups to go and we're adding people. like I said, my brother-in-law Kevin is now allegedly participating. I have yet to get confirmation, but he said he would. so hey, yeah. it's a start.
3: I'm all for the 100 push-ups for 100 days. what do you think what do you guys think? Anyone in for that? I mean, I'm gonna oh, going to keep doing Yeah, 100, 100 pushing for 100
0: days. Well, I think we we should probably get to the point now where we're thinking about upping the number. I mean, we've all got to get be getting pretty used to getting 100, and we might as well bump up to 125 or something like that, right? I like it. Sure, sure. All right, then it's done. Starting tomorrow, 125, <laughs> fellas.
1: Man, everyone everyone
0: <laughs> yeah. not in this pod is going to be
1: pissed. Yeah, shots, especially. Not
0: happy. <laughs> they're but, not they're not even going to find out for two days. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Who knew weekend push-ups would be sh- such a trigger for chess?
0: <laughs> With that, fellas, I am out of questions for this evening. Thank you all for your time and insight as always. Enjoy the rest of Super Bowl week, and I will see you guys on the other side of the big game.
1: Sounds, Sounds good. good. Have a good
0: Still killing me with those cords, Berkey. We gotta get you a new setup. Or some so duct you, tape. I've you done can this. hear stuff this
1: pod, but how many times now I haven't had this issue. You
0: you almost always have it. I you do just never bring it up, yeah. So oh. here
2: you gotta you gotta do the you gotta do the duct tape,
0: Berkey. Yeah, Phil. <laughs> God oh, goddamn wow, professional. That's, that's huh? official.
2: <laughs> wow. It's just All duct right. tape
0: yeah that's what i'm saying maybe i'll send you a roll tommy i'll send you a roll I, I, the, pot, I, I, the, the pot will cover it
1: right it's okay I actually, I actually do have some here i also have gorilla tape that might even work even better yeah probably will probably They'll will. ruin your shirt and they should be a uh they should be a sponsor
0: i agree i agree we'll try to work that in um again we've got to get we've got to get above more than nine listeners <laughs> i think to get sponsors <laughs> but,
1: I don't know. Gorilla Tape's looking for those last nine customers. <laughs> for the record, Phil brought us to this topic. Uh, hey, hey, the hey, priest. I'm the, I am
3: I'm, I'm the group's chaplain. <laughs> I'm just trying. To, yes, <laughs>
1: it's true. Just trying
3: to keep it. You are. Keep,
1: you can put yeah, together. Oh, yeah. he can put together a great prayer. I asked him. I, I put him on the spot the one time, and he he came through. I forget what early, it was for early though.
3: Pan, early pandemic, man. Is that what it was. I, uh, early pandemic. You put me on the spot and asked me to put together a prayer for the group, and yeah. I was obviously actually, I was
1: I was mocking Phil for his lack of religion in his life, and,
0: and then he came he, up with this he, badass prayer. Oh yeah, he put
1: yeah.
3: it right in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's already taught it to his son. It's it's a great. It's a <laughs> you
1: got it, It's replaced the Our Father, uh, and <laughs> and yeah,
3: yeah. man. It, it uh, it I'll I'll have to dig that out. I'll resend it to you guys. It's um. It was a sincere prayer that I worked the word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
3: But it was sincere. It
1: was it was a sincere prayer. No, it seemed very sincere to me. Did you I put this in great. writing?
0: Where was I for all it of was in this? A text. I think it was, a text. Yeah, it was in a text. Yeah, it
1: was in a text. Yeah, it was in the group. Wow. Yeah, you're right. It's been a while. It has been a while though, Kirby.
0: I don't remember stuff good. Um <laughs> <laughs> so.
3: Yeah, right. I'll find it. I have a whole book of prayers <laughs> I write.
0: <laughs> A lot of free time yeah. living alone there, Danko. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of chapters. In that uh, by the way, while we were recording, the Cavs blew that game. I know, so I losing, watched uh,
1: Oh, I forgot they were even on. I... Yeah. Who were they playing tonight? Minnesota. Uh, who the hell is even on Minnesota anymore?
3: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Carl Anthony <laughs> <laughs> the- Towns. Anthony Towns, Towns yeah. But he's been hurt. Is he back?
0: I I don't know. He I had, didn't see him playing tonight, but that yeah. doesn't mean that it, it he's back or if he's just resting or if I just didn't, didn't catch a part of the game. I wasn't watching the whole game.
1: I only so. know he was hurt because Patrick with his little buddies from his baseball team, they ended up putting together a fantasy basketball league. And, of course, that just means that I'm running a fantasy yeah. basketball team. <laughs> um, so I saw that he was he's on our team and
0: injured. I, c- I could never handle fantasy basketball and fantasy baseball it's just you need to pay attention to oh, it yeah. every single day like fantasy football yeah. is good because you can wait till like thursday morning and be like all right what the fuck who's on my right. team who am i yeah. starting this week but like worrying about it every single day was just just way too much yeah so
1: that's the thing lot most of them are day-to-day for somehow they set it up for patrick's where it, it is a weekly thing which is which is still weird because you if you really want to pay attention you got guys All right, who's playing the most games this week right right you know and obviously injuries you got to keep switching guys out so who knows i don't know i don't care about it, it doesn't really matter how much money for is it that's a thing stake. nothing so what do i care
0: <laughs> like that if you guys win you better get milk money from those yeah. kids. otherwise i was going to
1: destroy those little punks <laughs>